Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of PR Nightmares, a digital PR podcast. Ooh, spooky. I'm Alex Zito, and I'm joined by Maddie Girl. Today, we're talking about the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial, which was released back in 2017. This shows Kendall Jenner leaving a photo shoot to join a protest where she hands an officer a can of Pepsi, which solves the problem, brings everybody together. This faced a lot of backlash online, and we just want to talk a little bit more about it today. Yeah, so this commercial's controversy shows the importance of a lot of listening tools because that's obviously something that Pepsi neglected, um, and that's something that we saw after the commercial aired. We saw a lot of negative sentiment about it, um, and they also didn't have a strong crisis plan, and so both brands never really fully recovered, and this is considered one of the largest digital controversies of modern time. So I think originally Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to bring Kendall Jenner in because the Kardashians are just huge figureheads in society and it would make sense. But this shows that they didn't really do their research into the relevance of her being there. And the Kardashians have this like untouchable aura about them because they have so much money, they float above all social issues. So having Kendall Jenner serve as like the figurehead for this ad was honestly kind of dumb. And just how like blatantly obvious this campaign was, um, showing that it was a full, like, it was no hiding that it was a protest or anything. So it couldn't have been played off as a mistake or something that they, like a language barrier or something. And it could have been prevented if they had done more research, like listening online. On like during the ad too, like for the first half of it, she was unaware of the protests going on, right? Like she was just kind of in her own world doing her photo shoot. So it kind of shows that like yeah, I no, I think that's kind of where they they started to miss the mark on the whole commercial. Besides the fact that everyone was happy and smiling and having a Pepsi while there was this serious protest going on with a serious issue behind it. So I think that's where they first dropped the ball. And then, like you said, where she's in, unaware of the protest going on and it's it's right in front of her when she's doing a photo shoot. So I think that's kind of, like that's kind of naive of her and Pepsi to put that scene in there, I would say. And we saw on social media, the sentiment was negative pretty much all around on social media. And some of the comments that we saw, people were almost mocking the campaign in a way, saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad that this commercial aired. Now, you know, now racism is over and all the social issues are, are solved. Yeah, I mean, even when she does realize that the protest is happening, like, she just floats right through the crowd to the front and, like, she's, you know, on the front lines. Like, it's kind of, like, shows how she floats through life, too, you know what I mean? Like just the way that she gets herself right up to the front. There was a lot of backlash about this this ad. Um, even though they took it down like 48 hours after it being released, it's going to live on the internet for forever. I mean, we found so much stuff 
in researching for this. And there wasn't a lot of, like, apology either. Because when mm-hmm. Pepsi, like, Pepsi apologized, but Kendall Jenner didn't really apologize at all. Um, I have here that Pepsi said, we clearly missed the mark and we apologize. We didn't intend to make light of any serious issue. But Kendall got on keeping up with the Kardashians and said, I genuinely feel like shit and I don't know if I'm going to bounce back from this. That's not an apology. Yeah, I feel like celebrities really, you never get a genuine apology from them, especially if it's something like this. They they tend to stay out of the public eye and wait it out until people stop talking about it online and then they just go back to whatever activities that they're normally doing, like, like Kendall with her TV show. And actually, Martin Luther King's daughter responded to the image. She made a social media post, and it was an image of her father. And so... Just showing that it's, like, kind of... Yeah. Mocking such... Like, you yeah, yeah. post, you know, protest when this is, like, right. people's real lives. Like, Martin right. Luther King built his life around right. advocating for people. And Kendall just solves it all with Pepsi. They really should have used like tools like we talked before um i mean we use them in digital pr like social searcher and mods and um google alerts we're using in media relations right now but also i think just understanding what's going on in the news is super important like keeping up to date with the politics online are there protests going on there are big things that you kind of have to keep into keep in mind when you're creating these campaigns one of the big things that pepsi kind of messed up on was the fact that they only use i believe an internal agency and if they had used an external agency like some of the ones we have around here um they could have probably prevented it and had the outside point of view because when you have the internal agency it's a lot easier to say like yes let's do this because there's more pressure internally while like external agencies can kind of say what they want because they're the expert on the topic. Yeah, and a a campaign, I mean, this isn't the first of many campaigns to face backlash like this. And another one is the Burger King ad, um, and that was a tweet that was posted, and it basically was kind of saying that women belong in the kitchen. It was meant to motivate and pursue culinary aspirations, but that wasn't really the sentiment or that wasn't the message that was received by it. And to make matters even worse, it was posted on National Women's Day. So that was tone deaf enough for Burger King to do that. Um, And then they later removed the tweet, but I don't know if there was ever an actual apology for that. I don't know what they expected by posting women belong in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no context there. There was no links. There was no resources. Like, what did they expect to get from that? But um, And that's generally, that's that always has a negative connotation around it. Like, you don't yeah. just, no one just says that. Um, I will say that the um, Dream Crazy campaign with um, Colin Kaepernick is a good example of a campaign that recognizes racial inequalities and represents them accurately and inclusively um, in their ad. It shows that there's solidarity for a larger cause, not them just like commenting on it to keep up with the trends and like like paying attention. Like, I don't know, I feel like it was them more taking a stance, even though... To show that they value what's going on. Yeah, and like obviously they faced some backlash, some people stopped wearing Nike, but it didn't really affect, affect them because they're a global brand and they have so many other people that could have turned to 
I feel like that's kind of similar to like the Bud Light thing that's going on right now. Even though Bud Light is taking a little bit of a beating for people that are transphobic, they recognize that there's still a larger audience to be tapped into and the majority of people support trans rights, so it's worth the risk. Um, so I would say that it's more in your interest to support these social issues. And that's what the online conversation really is demanding. Yeah, I think pretty much a continuing theme with all of these campaigns is that they were tone deaf and that they really didn't do their research or homework before they created the campaign. And like you said, that they didn't use an, ins- was it an inside agency? They had an inside agency. They had an inside, yeah. yeah. And so it, it's all about consulting the right agency and making sure that your message is going to be demonstrated and communicated clearly to your audience because to pe- the people that are surrounded by the campaign, they may understand their message on their own level since they've been around it so much and they know what they want to say. But it's different when you get out there in the real world. Yeah, and I think like both of these brands are huge. So when you, you kind of have to remember your status in like the market and remember that um, more eyes are on you, but you're also, when you have like this huge brand, you're kind of, I keep saying untouchable, but like I feel like it's a good word. And you have to kind of remember your status online and your presence mm-hmm. online and create campaigns accordingly. Like maybe this wasn't the right message for them because it's not really affecting this, like the social justice problems aren't really happening, affecting Pepsi or Kendall Jenner. So why was this the time to really comment on it, you know? Right. And I think they're such a, a big brand. They don't necessarily have to always do this marketing or be in front of people. They do that enough by selling their product because they always have a logo everywhere. They have sponsorships. They have these other ads that are on a smaller scale. So I understand maybe the need for them to express their concern and support for this topic, but they could have done that on a smaller scale on social media or something instead of going all out for this campaign and then it just having it blow up in their face. I feel like, too, putting your money where your mouth is a little bit, and, like, if Pepsi chose to pull Pepsi products from a place where they're not supporting um, social justice movements that they care about or providing Pepsi products to places that are supporting these causes that they care about would have done a lot more than just posting an ad, like filming an ad and posting it online. Right. Yeah, and I think just some general things to follow for companies in the future are to, I mean, maybe even share their thoughts with the public first on this campaign, maybe to say, like, hey, we're thinking about doing this, or just some kind of test feature, like, on social media, so you can kind of gauge the sentiment beforehand, before you go all in with all of your money and all of your resources. And I think using online listening tools about a topic before you go in on it to see, like, oh, is this a really touchy subject? Is this okay for me to talk about? How can I talk about it? Respectfully, like, staying in my own lane. Yeah, I think, to getting in the comments and building those relationships with your publics early on, you know, using those digital strategies that we've talked about in class um, can help a lot, especially when you hit crisis that's you have a platform to be able to reach your users with. Well, thank you guys for listening to PR Nightmares, a digital PR podcast. Ooh, spooky. We encourage you to comment or leave any comments if you'd like. And 
share our podcast and we hope you enjoy listening i'm alex Zito and i'm maddie girl thank you guys for listening thank you for listening please subscribe share or send us your comments on soundcloud itunes or spotify find us on twitter using the hashtag pronlinechat we're looking forward to hearing from you